Hey, what's going on, everybody? I appreciate you checking out another episode of the 195 Stamps Podcast, the travel podcast that you deserve. Now, it's been a while, um, but a lot has changed since the last time we spoke on Vax Gang now. Um, so, you know, I'm not moving through the streets with the reckless abandon, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit more laissez-faire than I once was. Because, you know, I was diligent. I was diligent out here. I was masked, wasn't eating out nowhere unless it, even if it was outside, still wasn't really eating nowhere, um, wasn't going out. I was taking shit, like, seriously. So one might argue too serious, um, but that's not the argument I would make. But, you know, I managed to stay COVID-free. So, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm the real winner here. Um, but with that being said, you know, with the streets opening back up, um, people starting to get back outside, and it's coinciding right with the weather turning warm. Ooh, boy, the summer about to be a problem for some of y'all. Some of y'all really aren't going to know how to act this summer. Um, and I want y'all to take into account that, you know, it's going to be all types of people outside that was never outside before in all different cities and walks of life. Cause think about it. Like a lot of cities, we don't think about it. Um, like a lot of big cities, right? Like New York is a little bit different. LA is a little bit different. Atlanta, Atlanta has been wide open and you know, I'm in Atlanta. Atlanta has been wide open. Damn near. seems like since last April, May, like you see, like after Memorial day last year, it was like, ah, yeah, whatever. COVID, Shemovit, whatever. But you're going to have a bunch of people just, you know, all congregating everywhere, right? Houston, Atlanta, L.A., New York. You've seen them down in Miami with the spring breaks. Now, that shit is wild. Like, I know folks is getting a little a little comfortable, but y'all are wilding out there in Miami. Wilding. I, I, I don't see... Well, I don't understand why people are comfortable in crowds like that. If 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 it's taught you nothing over the past 12 months, even if you think, oh, you know, it's not really going to have a bad effect on me, why would you even want to be in a crowd like that where you could potentially get sick as shit for a couple of days, a couple of weeks? Like, I, 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 I wouldn't even want to be in it. That's just me speaking with my sensibilities. As a grown ass man. Um, but apparently folks don't care because they out here. And speaking of sensibilities, did y'all see that like group fight at Hurstfield Jackson International Airport here in Atlanta? For those that didn't, it was on the socials, on the social channels. Um, and based on what I saw in the comments, so you know, take it with a grain of salt was someone tried to skip the line in the security TSA line, right? I don't know. Maybe it was late for a flight. Maybe they just was like this line too damn long. I don't know what the motive or, or method was, but they was like, I'm not waiting in this line. And they tried to skip. And then some other uh, people decided that they weren't cool with that. And in the video, you don't really see the full fight, <laughs> but you do see, uh, the end remnants of it where 
One dude is just laid out on the floor. I don't know if he's been tased. I don't know if he was knocked the hell out, but he's just laid out on the floor. Like there's a random Dior shoebox pressed up against like some plexiglass. And then there's a another dude that's just over there getting tased. Um, so it's 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 a lot going on in this video. Um, and then a random person stepping over one of the people on the ground because they were like, fuck this, I'm out of here. And that will lead me to believe, like, what would be the worst? Is that the worst thing that can indirectly happen to you while you're at the airport? Like, somebody getting in a fight in a TSA line and the police having to be called, and you know they're shutting it down. Oh, you know it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I, I can't think of anything that will piss me off more. Because the airport, the, see, the security line at the airport, that's really the converging of, of, of all walks of life, right? Because the airport is, you know, by design, it, it's just a large, like, cattle stall, right? It brings you in. It funnels everybody through security, right? You can kind of disperse a little bit. And once you get through, those can people, you know, they can go sit in the food court, sit by themselves, you know, at the gate. Other folks go to, like, the the airport lounges, right? Like the Delta Sky Lounge and whatever else is out there. And then you come back and you're all huddled around the gate. And you all file through that little small-ass jetway again. So it's, it's like herding cattle. It's like herding cattle. So everything in the airport is essentially, after you get out of security, it's meant for you to stay as far away from people as possible. As far away. So then, to not only have to be bunched up with a bunch of people in security, but they, a fight, you know, in a fight, just shit just goes every which way, right? Like people are running. Some people are screaming. Some people are pissed off. You know, you got, you got to keep your head on a swivel because you don't know where the action is coming from. You think it's all in front of you, but it could be, you the homeboy could be behind you. It's too much. It's too much. And that would, nah, see that? No, I, w- I wouldn't want to. I don't know what, what budget airline they were flying, but you got to stop it. Stop it. Cause that is definitely, uh, occasional airport behavior. Fighting at the airport. I don't, that is occasional airport behavior. That's not, I'm a regular here. That's not, and you know, I don't, I don't do the travel shame and shit. I don't do the, well, if you're not going international, it's not a big game. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that, but I'm a judge. I'm judging you. If you're fighting at the airport. I'm judging the shit out of you. Cause why? Like why? We not we not doing that. We not doing that. But anyway, I don't know what happened to them. They probably uh probably locked up. They be out be out now. But I know one thing: they damn sure missed that flight. And I don't know how they getting back. Cause I would imagine once you fight in the TSA line, like that's that's got to be some federal. You got to be flirting with federal charges at this point. Like it, it's not just a slap on the wrist to fine you know, in a little court appearance, like you probably got to get you like an actual, I would think you have to get an actual lawyer for this. Right. I, yeah. I, I'm not one for, uh, throwing the book at people, especially on black men, but I feel like you, the punishment should be swift and severe, uh, for fighting at the airport. Cause that's, you know, you can't have that. What if somebody calls a diversion slips through? You don't need, you don't need nothing like that. You can't be fighting at the airport wrong with y'all 
No. There's got to be some type of FAA against some type of FAA regulation. There's got to be some 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 federal charges, or at least the threat of it. You know, some community community service, something. It can't just be a, a slap on the wrist. But who knows? Who knows? Either way, um, you know, I would say freedom guys, but uh, nah, they they deserve what they was getting for fighting at the airport. But anyway. I really think you'll like the guests that I have on today. One thing that I have rarely seen are black women on the mountain. You know, I like to do the ski snowboard thing. You know, I I won't shy away from a good winter vacation. I won't. And one thing you will, you will notice is the lack of representation, right? Like if you go somewhere, that's close to like a, a, a big city. So like, for example, Gatlinburg, right. Or you go to the Poconos, like you're going to see a lot of black people out there. Cause it's a fun little, you know, weekend recreational. I can drive up, do my thing, kick it, take a few pictures. Maybe even I'll go so far as to say some places outside of Denver, right. You can kick it for a minute, but by and large, you're not going to see a lot of black people on the mountain. Um, enter Mount Noir. So I actually saw in, I believe it was CNN traveler. Um, these ladies, they are all from England. Um, and I believe they're all doctors, which is even crazier, right? Like shout out to them. And they formed a travel group around black people who like to get on the mountain, ski, snowboard, you know, partake in all those, those winter activities. Um, that's how I got to get them on a podcast. So they were nice enough to join me. Um, I really think you all will, will enjoy it. They, uh, you know, they were telling me about a ski trip they had coming up in, uh, it would have been in March. Um, but weren't able to go due to COVID. Um, and that's unfortunate because they were supposed to go somewhere in France and it looked really dope. It really did. But, you know, we had a good conversation. Um, I really hope that uh, you all enjoy, uh, you know, what we talked about. They they do have um, a website, uh, Instagram, all the other stuff I'm going to plug. But enjoy the conversation I had with the women of Mount Noir. What's going on, everybody? I am here with the ladies, the co-founders of Mount Noir. How y'all doing today? I'm good. good. Thank you. I appreciate you all joining me. I um, so I came across your profile on the Instagram as really as any good researcher would do. Um, and I was like, wait a minute, five black people, women, who are <laughs> into skiing at the same time. And they're not over like 45 and retired. Um, I, I have to explore this, right? Because, you know, most of the time I meet people who are are into it, but it's super sporadic. And for it, it, let me back up. And you all live in England, right? So you're this across the true. pond. Where? No, I think this is true. They're all from England. Right. Like all from England. So how, how, just how? 
Just how everything. So I feel like um, we basically, we all went to the same university and that's uh, sort of how we all met and how our friendship uh, became. Uni. And then, yes, and it, uni, sorry, we went to uni <laughs> together. Yeah, uni, the British exactly. way of saying it. <laughs> and, and yeah, and so we were, we, we all met there and we were all friends from then. And then um, we basically... Um, went on a went on a ski trip, and I know you know Toby and Blessing were saying they wanted to go on a ski trip for a really long time, and then we organised one, and um, we had this amazing time. And I think uh, some of us had already been skiing from beforehand. Um, and in terms of the experiences, so for example, I, I had been skiing previously, and in terms of the, the experience I had had, I felt that I had often been skiing with a group of. Uh, majority white people mm-hmm. um which was always it was always still really great fun and i had a great time but there was something really different about being surrounded by people who look like you who have the same vibe the same energy as you mm-hmm. and we had this amazing time and we were just like damn we got sh- we got to share this with the world like everyone every black person we they need to know what this can be like and i feel like from there it was formed sorry don't go ahead no i was just gonna say like what also made it i think more attractive and magical because we get on so well together and I think everyone knows that when you're in a group I mean of your friends who are all the same color as you whatever you've gone to the same school you just got this vibe this like that you're giving off that everyone's attracted to and I don't think that sort of vibe had been quite there like a young group of ethnic girls just having fun and not giving a care or feeling like they were awkward or having to shadow themselves like we were fully out there having fun and we didn't care who saw or that's dope. So where was this first ski trip? Germany. Yeah, Germany. Germany. As ever was, yeah. Which was a lot. Not Germany, Chamonix, Chamonix in France. Chamonix in France. Uh. Where Mont Blanc is. <laughs> and <laughs> what's what's so cool is, you know, here in the US, right? Like I live in Georgia. So south, no snow, right? You either have to go mm-hmm. up north to state Vermont. Um, there are other places in between, but they're not that great. Um, or you have to go out to the West, like California, Nevada, um, Utah, Colorado, all those places that you, you've seen and, and read about. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's like really close. And it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. It's like, Oh, Utah, Colorado. So then when I hear you talk about going skiing in Germany and in France and, Oh, we might want to go to this place in Italy. Like, it sounds like these just super far off, like magical land destinations <laughs> and you know you only kind of see them on instagram or on tv but they look amazing um now yeah. have any of you all ever come to the u.s and, and done a ski trip before no no we haven't actually but we are I, looking we're really looking forward to like yeah actually yeah. like testing the slopes out there in the states but no none of us well i haven't anyways speak for no, yourself everybody else we all had plans, but COVID just again messed everything up. COVID so. killed everything. I, Damn you know, <laughs> kill everything. When you all do do that trip here, I will be out there amongst the amongst the customers, having fun with you all on the slope. So you know, I, I I can't I can't wait. So you know, what are you know, what are some of the things that kind of prompted you all to turn this into a business? Because I do stuff with my friends all the time. And none of us ever think we can make any money off the shit. So what, <laughs> when did the light bulb go off? You were like, oh, like this is something we can do and other people are into. As soon as we got I think back it, to our ski yeah. trip, really, we were like, 
well, we pay, you know, money to other people. Why don't we just start doing things for ourselves and, and bring other people along? So as soon as we got back, we were just like, oh, let's, let's make a, you know, make a business out of it. Let's see how it goes. Um, and, act- and actually, whilst we were on the trip as well, obviously we were posting on our stories mm-hmm. um, and on our Snapchats and we had a lot of, you know, questions like, oh my gosh, where are you guys? How much did you pay for this? <laughs> I want to go, you know, how do I even organise this? Where do I start? So it kind of just made us think, actually... Yeah, there's so much interest into like you know skiing but people don't even know where to start you know and another thing that um that we noticed was that a lot of people don't know other people that ski as well so it's like okay we thought why don't we create this community essentially for people to be able to you know start their ski journey and we can kind of help facilitate that so i think that was like one of the other reasons as well we decided that's dope because the I first went skiing in 2012, 2013, one of those years, right? And um, I went out to Utah and went out to Park City, and it was one of those big, like, megaplex, everything. It kind of looks like the Disney world of, of, of skiing a little bit. Um, <laughs> and it can be amazing. intimidating and overwhelming for the first time, mm, right? It's a bunch of people. Yeah. Everybody looks like they're better than you, right? You know? Right. <laughs> Everybody looks like they're better than you, like at skiing and shit. You're, yeah. you get on, the, you take the class. You're falling over. You can't even stand up straight uh, on the board. Ivan, how many times did you fall? Countless. <laughs> Countless. The first time I got off the lift, um, so I snowboard. And for people listening Ooh, yeah. who don't partake, okay, all right, D, one more snowboarder <laughs> who don't partake in snowboarding. Everybody's seen a snowboarder, right? You have one, both feet strapped in, and you're headed to, you're in the same direction. Well, when you're on the mm-hmm. lift, you usually have one foot strapped in. And when you get off, you just kind of put that other foot down near the that binding and slide off. That's how it's supposed mm-hmm. to go. That's how mm-hmm. it's supposed to go. But for me, <laughs> the first time getting off the lift, I put that one foot down and I went to put the other. And, you know, the, the chair, they don't slow that shit down. Mm-hmm. And so I slipped straight up. No mercy. No mercy. No. Head hit the chair. I slide down a little thing on my back. I thought I dislocated my kneecap. It was terrible. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. Oh, we all been there. We've been Smart there. people would have stopped there. Honestly, no. But the adrenaline. Yeah. Didn't when we were on our trip, didn't someone like have a have a lift a lift accident? An accident on the lift, lift where like the lift kept going. And, oh like, no. Oh, they were yeah. <laughs> I won't be surprised. I can't remember who, but I won't be surprised at Somebody all. Somebody definitely got hit upside the head with a lift. Like <laughs> Oh, the lift is there. dangerous. It's dangerous. dangerous. The lift dangerous. is dangerous. And so many times I questioned why. Why? I, I don't understand. But the thing about the lift is once you are decent at it and you start getting on lifts, and those lift trips are like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, depending on where, you know, up on the mountain you're going, you kind of zone out. And I, I've i never been to that part of the country before I started skiing in any detail. Like I've been to LA, but that's about it. Arizona. But once you get into the mountains and you're on that lift and you're above everything, above the trees, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, not to get all like, you know, super introspective, but it's like a different appreciation for nature, um, at least for me. Absolutely. Because anyway. it's not something you see every day. We bo- uh, Do you all live in London or in the London area? Yeah. 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 Right. So that's basically New York. Right. And yeah. there is not a lot of nature for real <laughs> in these type of areas. Right. And I mm-hmm. live in Atlanta, which is no mountains, right? It just steep hills. And so when you get to see something like that, um, it really makes you appreciate where you are and all before the lift comes and hits you in the head as you fall off. But yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, I completely, there's like this, um, it's like, I don't know what it is, but there's like a quiet. Mm-hmm. And I, when I, I don't know, when I, when I go up, I feel like there's this like silence and it's just like this um, moment where you get to just look at the beautiful, you know, like snowy mountains and yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And this last trip I went on, I literally just realized when you're on the lift that there's a bar that you can pull down over yourself to like stop you from falling <laughs> out. Doing that. No, Wait, I was just riding it. <laughs> it's just on there. Kicking I mean, it. I think you I should mean, watch some YouTube it. videos. I'm <laughs> gripping for my life onto that bar. So that bar is there. I didn't. I, mm. I never saw anybody else pull it down. And like when you what? sit on there, they don't pull That's it down. So I was just like, all right, I guess you just sit on this thing. This seems dangerous, but whatever. <laughs> so outside of a gondola, nothing. I mean, like, you're like ten thousand feet above the floor, and you're like not even stretching. <laughs> what? Mm. I didn't out? know. And like I, I saw it and I pulled it down. I was like, you know, this makes sense. You know, I get it. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you because so in, in, in like France and places, when you pull the bar down, there's like a bar attached to the bar that you then rest your skis or your board on. So what you just had your board just dangling off your foot, like just out there on the. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> there's a bar that you can rest your skis on? It's yeah. no. Yeah, the two little things underneath the like two little things. No. Oh, God. Yeah, you definitely need to come on a trip with us. Like, skis are really heavy. They are. You put them on the little bar and you just relax. Maybe at the resorts that I've been to, but I feel like I've been to some of the, I've been to the big ones out west and I haven't seen that. Normally with a snowboard, you just put it up under your foot. You just need to come to Europe and we need to show you how we come. Clearly. Ski lifts. Because you have ones that go in front of your, in between your legs where you're supposed to just hold on and be whipped. I don't think you have actually. Oh, like a T-Rock. Yeah. 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 See, I've been to, um, in 2019, end of 2019, I went to, um, Zermatt and oh my God. Yeah. I was like, you know, if I never ski anywhere else in the world, I have to do Zermatt because I just heard nothing but great things. And it was as advertised, like Switzerland is beautiful. Zermatt was great, expensive as hell, but great. (laughs) <laughs> when, did, when did you go did you go like in the middle of winter or did you go in the summer i went in mid-december okay yeah because i so i was there um in the summer just gone and it was like and it's it's so strange because because in switzerland you can like ski in the summer so we mm-hmm. were like on the mountain and where it's like all snowy and stuff but you know you got the snow beach so you got your sunglasses out because the sun's out right and then you go to the other side and it's just this like amazing like green cascade it's yeah it's like it's like the best of both worlds in in one space it's amazing so we talk we talk a lot about the skiing right one thing that is kind of a barrier to the logistics right and the in the funding is the equipment right so people look mm-hmm. at it and say damn that's expensive For, you got to mm-hmm. buy the plane ticket to get there you got to have the right clothes on you got to rent the equipment like it's it's a lot you got to pay for the hotel or airbnb or whatever it is and what i tell people is you don't have to do it all at once and you don't have to do it like if it's just something you're trying for the first time don't go out and buy like patagonia head to toe or like the dior (laughs) ski stuff like no i mean if you got it like that please do but (laughs) nah like go to just a regular store and and just get it um and if you don't like it you'll never have to wear it again and some places will even rent you the clothes i don't really want to do that but (laughs) 
You can. Yeah. So I borrowed clothes when I first went for my first ski trip. So I had, you know, friends and colleagues that just gave me a pair of gloves, you know, um, their ski jacket, all that sort of stuff. So I think, you know, until you know that you really want to do it, then you shouldn't be investing in huge amounts of money. The, um, so you can rent it or go somewhere cheaper. The first time I went, um, like I said, it was like 2013. I'd never been before. I was like, hey, I want to try it. So I go out. There's this um, place here in the States called Marshall's. It's like a, um, it's a clothing store. Oh, Marshall's. But, it's like almost like TK Maxi. TJ Maxi? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's basically TJ Maxx. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, all right, well, I need some ski gloves. And I know they sell ski stuff here. Um, although it will probably be hit or miss. I'm going to just try it. So yeah. I find some North Face mittens and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And they were like $20. I was like, this is great. So I buy them. You know, we go out there and we're walking around and I put the mittens on. Like for some reason, I didn't really try them on. Um, and I get out there and we go into, you know, on the mountain, they have the stores and the restaurants and stuff. So we go into one of the stores and I see the gloves that they have. I look at the ones that I have. I'm like, hmm the hell is this so basically i bought child gloves and didn't realize that i bought gloves for children so i was like man these things is tight but you know man i guess it's just supposed to be that way i bought kid gloves and like i didn't realize you had to have another layer up under it um so yeah it's it's a big big learning curve for for some especially if you don't do the research like i did Which is why we're here to help. So we'll be putting out sort of videos about like how to get ready for skiing, sort of what items to buy, where to buy them from. I needed a Mount Noir. Yeah. I needed a Mount. Where were you guys eight years ago? Um, I don't know. I needed you all eight years ago. (laughs) So what in your ski bag, what is the thing that each of you all are most proud of? Like, this is the thing that like I've been waiting to get, whether it's a set of skis the the boots the jacket i'm a lover of a 90s ski suit mm. and i have a, like a collection of just 90s ski suits like the full one piece the joints the, the one piece the aztec the got everything 90s it's just it's a vibe <laughs> real vibe that, okay. that's my bag like just it's 90s. like her signature look yeah. Okay, ski, but make it fashion. All right. <laughs> exactly. Ski, but make it fashion. Exactly. I mean, in terms of like even talking about equipment and stuff, even for us, it's only now recently because we've been skiing so much that we've started um, looking into like our own helmets and skis and boots like that. But as like for the first two, three years, everything was pretty much hired from the boots to the skis to the helmets. And it was just making sure that, you know, you had your, a good set of base layers and a good jacket and trousers that you could wear over and over again. <laughs> and then we just started to like build yeah. upon that because, mm. you know, at heart, we are all fashion girls. We like options. So right. it just, <laughs> it's just, you can't go out and buy everything at once, but you know, you know, there's little tricks you can do like looking at different seasons and, you know, always looking for sales and, you know, seeing when people don't want their stuff anymore. It's cause they're quite, good quality they can always just pass it on to other people facts d what about you um what i would like to have actually in my collection i don't have it yet but i would like a really really cool snowboard i want my own personal snowboard and boots 
that's like what I'm working towards. Um, but um, as of now, like what's what do I take with me every single time? Mm. I've got really cool ski, ski goggles that I take with me. Um, yeah. That's what's up. But what I really want is my own snowboard. That's what I want personally. I mean, yeah. the the goggles matter because when you got to get these fits off on Instagram, people gonna see the goggles before they see the uh, exactly. before they see the snowboard. You're gonna have so. the mountains reflecting in the exactly goggles, you know? priorities priorities. <laughs> priorities. What about you, Winona? So, um, one thing that I've already got is a pair of moon boots that I've loved for years and it goes everywhere I go even when I get back to London I'm still walking around with moon boots and what I want is really good like a really good camera so I've got a GoPro mm. that you know it just sort of sits on top of my helmet it's not very like there's a lot of stuff coming out now and I've seen a lot of videos of what everyone's doing and I really want a new like one of those GoPros where you have in your hands and yeah, I just need to get into the technology, really. But and a drone, maybe a drone. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that was. And it was not shopping, but I want pictures and videos of me skiing. And one day I'll get a pair of skis. But we already travel quite heavy, so carrying a pair of skis is kind of like yeah, too much. Too much. But that's one yeah. thing that I will not do anymore. Like I, I, I skied two days when I was in um in Switzerland, and I brought my snowboard and all my stuff. My and I was like, if I ever come back to Europe, I'm leaving that shit at home. Because carrying yeah. all that. Yeah. It's not worth Long. the hassle. Mm, so yeah, much of a hassle. Fun. And I had to take a train and switch trains. I was like, man, this ain't, this ain't worth it. You only skied for two days. Yes. I skied for two days. Um, just like, a, I think a Friday and Saturday. And then took a day to just go around Zermatt. And then I went to back to Zurich and stayed there for a few mm. days. So it was a whole, like, Switzerland trip no. where I just, trip, yeah. even if it was only two days. I knew I had to get in there. Knew Classic. I had to get in there. Blessing, what about you? Um, so I'm the same as Winona. Like my moon boots, my <laughs> moon boots have been going with every trip since the beginning of time. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of trying to remember if I bought them for ski or just bought them for the sake of it. But they take up my carry-on. That is it. So I have a little blue suitcase that I carry on and my moon boots are huge. And they fill up that suitcase and then all my other stuff goes and my other checked in luggage. So that's like my ride or die. Uh, <laughs> but I've been looking, I think what I want now is to upgrade myself. So I'm looking at new moon boots to get in. So, you know, switch it out for my white ones and look at some other collaborations. So um, I think for me, it'll be investing in other things. Honestly, they keep your feet so warm. Um, I wouldn't do without them. I really wouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely. See, for me, like I... I invested so much into like the snowboard stuff, like the bag, the helmet, the goggles, like all that stuff that I just dumped a bunch of money into. And mm. now see, I need to get, get right with my mountain, you know, off mountain Outfit. looks for the Apri mm. ski, right? Yeah. I got to have the Apri ski looks. Exactly. Cause the mountain looks I got covered. So I need to get the other ones. Like I got a nice jacket. Um, one thing for me, it's hard to find boots that I like. I'm real picky on boots, like not ski boots, but just boots to wear around in the snow. Cause like you want to keep the, 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 the water out, you know, but yeah. you also want, want the drip as well. So it's a tough, you know, it's tough to really combine the Touch two, but I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there one day. 
I mean, there's a lot of brands coming. I mean, Ugg do some really good um, snow terrain boots, just like casual boots that you can use for like hiking or snowing. Mm-hmm. So if you look out there, you'll find some good boots that still have a bit of flair. That's what I'm looking for. Even Timberland. I mean, feel free to bring out a Tim's or look at some, you know, some yeah. Yeah. Tell, Tim's are a staple. But to your point, like the packing, because all that shit is so big, like the sweaters and the jackets and the hats and everything else. It's like, I got to put boots. I got to put regular shoes. It's too much, man. It's too much. I just we need- wear half our stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, in the airport. We look mad. Yeah. In the airport. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. Like layers of shit on. Yeah. That's so I can get through the door. <laughs> That's real. Yeah, it's crazy. So you all start putting these trips together. Um, what year did you start really going hard with putting the trips together? 2019. Okay. Yeah. So just not long ago, where was the first place you, you took people? Bansko. So just before COVID, um, you know, happened, we managed to plan a trip to Bansko in Bulgaria um, in February, was it? Just end of February. Um, so we had, a, we had how many people? I think we had about 25 people join us on that trip. Um, and, you know, we had a great time. But, you know, then after that, we had other plan, um, trips planned, but then obviously COVID Shut everything I mean, down. Literally, our trip is meant to be the Saturday. And <laughs> it's painful. It's painful. It's so painful. I'm looking. I mean, I've like, never heard of Bansko nice before, so I'm looking at it now. This place looks nice. <laughs> yeah, Bulgaria. It is Bulgaria. nice. Cheap and cheerful. It's really cheap nice. Cheerful, as we uh, call it. <laughs> you call it what? Cheap and cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like. As an American, I knew Bulgaria existed, but I didn't know it existed as a place that people went like in real life. Um, <laughs> you know what, right? That in in <laughs> Europe, there are so many little gems that people just yeah. aren't aware of. So, like, um, mm. I did like a ski trip where we went like to Slovenia, Italy, like, and I was like, I didn't even think you could ski in Slovenia, but they have this place called Vogel, which is like this really, really nice place to ski. Like, there are so many really nice gems and then and they're like you know not too expensive you get a really good ski experience and the booze are cheap even <laughs> even more impressive like I, I mean that's all you need so the trip on saturday where was that to Balturan. Balturan. Damn. We sound so depressed saying it, but we're literally actually hurting. it's so sad as you can so see sad. there's a ski gear like above my shelf Oh, our helmets. Oh. I see all the goggles back there. When not. Yeah, goggles. Because <laughs> you know we gotta get the priority. The priority. Now I hate that for you. So how how long into well before the trip did you realize like all right we're gonna have to cancel this because I'm assuming it was COVID. Not assuming it was COVID related, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were going back and forth with our like um, the people we were working with for quite some time, mm-hmm. and then I, like I think I think come December we were probably a bit like mm, the trip is probably going to get cancelled. We kind of knew, but we were kind of hoping that maybe things would change. And then I think sort of last just at the end of last month we were like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we got, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta cancel, which is really sad but necessary. Damn. 
yeah. Government could barely make up its mind half the time, so it yeah. was yeah. it was difficult to try and even engage that to our, our customers. Like, oh, it's definitely happening, or it's definitely not. And then on the other side, France's government was not making up their minds. So even if we were allowed, we didn't even know we'd be allowed to go to France. So it was just it didn't make sense to keep everyone in limbo. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I hate that because that place looks that place looks cool. I, I yeah. want <laughs> I want to get back over to Europe and and hit that up. But you know, there'll be other other ski trips. Luckily, you know, COVID is hopefully knock on wood. Um, if we ever get this vaccine together, you know, the, the mm. outside will open back up and we can be there. So once outside opens back up, what's the dream destination, um, for the Mount Noir ski trip? The list is long. I was going to say, which dream? I mean, you know what we got to do? It's quite, it's like, there's, there are continents that we want to conquer. You know, the U S is definitely one of them. We need to hit that up. <laughs> like Japan is another one. There are so many mm-hmm. like, that we need to conquer. You We've know? had enough of the British um, colonizing the U S I think we, <laughs> I think we're going to let us free, right? You're going to let us come. You're going <laughs> to come. We're not going to do colonization energy. Don't worry. <laughs> not bringing the colonizer energy. Thank you. <laughs> we're not doing it. I appreciate that. We're running from the colonizers. It's cool. I come with the good energy. <laughs> I appreciate that. But like one of the um one of the cool things I think about what you all are doing is how organic it is, right? So when I look at other people who do like ski trips and um so for example um the ski week right i'm sure we've all seen oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know it looks cool but it ju- it just looks like it's catered to one type of of crowd um and they do stuff right all over the world say japan austria um mm-hmm. i think they might do france they do like aspen canada whatever um and i had a group of friends who were kind of down to go but at the end of the day we you know, we we'll kick it with anybody but at the same time, it's like, man, you know, the vibe just because what happened? What happened if one of them slip up and say the N word? Then what are we going to do? Because we outnumbered. <laughs> what, are we, what are we going to do then? Now we got to fight our way out of Austria. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> that, now what? Right. Or go end up in Austrian jail. Like one, what are our options? So, you know, and it's going to cost me X thousands of dollars. Not worth it. I mean, it's a possibility. Exactly. I need that type of insurance. I need inward trip insurance when I, what if I go on one of them? Like, I can't just be out here, you know, all willy nilly with, with, with them. But, you know, so that one looks, eh, and they have some good marketing. But when I see the trips that you all put together and I look at it and I look at the people, and I look at the activities, it's just so much more inviting, right? Like, you know, it's always cool and always a good vibe to kick with people who look like you at the end of the day. Because exactly. I don't know about you all, but when I first went to a mountain, even I get it now, um, you show up. And the first time I went, I was a little uncomfortable. But now it's like, all right, whatever. And people look at you like they, they do the double take. Like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you, right. And when you're like not in the beginner's class and you hop on the lift to go to, you know, an actual right run, they're like, what, what is your, are you, you lost? Hit your head coming <laughs> <off the lift. laughs> right. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, when you have that happen, it's always good to, you know, safety in numbers, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then the off mountain turn up, like once you get done the skiing, whatever, whatever, always good to go to the bar at the bottom of the, at the bottom of the mountain. But again, if it's only like you and a couple people, it's a good time. But for me, maybe it's cause I am, I, I have been traumatized, but I always have my head on the swivel here. Like, all right, you know, let's just make sure everything is straight now because I don't, I don't need no issues. But, you know, being with a group of people, you do that. Um, parties at the crib, like cooking, like it's yeah. possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibilities definitely. are endless. So how long are your are your trips? Are you do like a week or? Yeah, so the trip yeah, goes seven days. Four. Yeah, so the trip, the trip that we had planned was seven days. The one that we did at Bansko was um, four four days, I believe. Um, but the one that we were planning was seven days. We, you know, I think there's like a time. You want like the right amount of time so that you can still have enough time to ski and actually pick up the skills. Because you know, most beginners, for example, they would start and it would take a few days to like get used to the slopes and get used to the ski. So then you then want a few extra days to sort of then you know hit, hit the slopes and really enjoy it. So and we we yeah. And then you need like extra days to take pictures. Of like, course. Obviously. Exactly. <laughs> obviously. You need an extra day at least. So when you if I sign up, right, I'm coming to Val Thorns in twenty twenty two. So I sign up for that. It's seven days. What can I expect in my seven days? What type I think this is where Blessing comes in. Blessing, what type of vibes are you curating for me <laughs> over these seven days? All the vibes, okay. We are <laughs> party on the slopes. We are bringing party off the slopes. We are the party, so we bring that vibe with us everywhere we go. But it's a lot. You get amazing accommodation. You get that connectivity when we eat together. So we're talking about the meals. Uh, we're talking about the apres ski. So what you do when you're coming right off the slopes, but also our um, that community that we have the events that we will host as well. So it's not just apres ski, but also dinner events. You know, nights out. Um, home stuff that we can do in the do in the chalet. Um, so really getting building that community and getting everyone to really share and feel connected. So I think that's what we're bringing. So we're bringing the sort of community to a luxury to luxury ski. I love it. I love it. It sounds like a dope experience. All right. So where can everybody find you all and get more information about Mountain Noir? Socials, websites, all that. All the popular ones instagram <laughs> facebook twitter mountain noir yeah so we're at, at mountain noir on instagram at mountain noir london on twitter we're at mountain noir on facebook and we've also got our website www.mountainnoir.com perfect i'm gonna have YouTube. youtube too okay <laughs> yeah, yeah youtube as well <laughs> i'm gonna link all of those in the in the description for this so i'm gonna take care of y'all with the socials um but you know what i appreciate it you know I, I can't wait for the world to open back up and you all to be able to get right back to it um, on your next ski trip. So uh, I'll be following. And whenever y'all come to the U.S., link up. We'll see you there. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. Sounds great. It was lovely speaking to you this evening. It was great talking to you all, too. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>